It's here in the city. It's here in the city. This is here in the city. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm Sarah Harris. New message. Truth should be truth. But then it depends on, in the telling, whose truth is it. We're here most Tuesdays, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and mapping the city with voices of creative social change in and around Los Angeles. On Pacifica Radio, powered by the people, thanks to the generous support of you, our listeners, the capable crew at KPFK, the innovators of web-based radio at SoundCloud, news you might have missed at newsdesk.org, and the community-funded reporting project, Spot Us. You can find us on the web at here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org. Last week, our show was about pit bulls. This week, it's about air. But I wanted to take a second to recognize some of you who listened to that pit bull show and took it upon yourselves to write in via our website. We are super grateful for the feedback, and we felt like we should share one more thought on pit bulls before we move on. So one of you wrote in, a devoted KPFK listener named Ginny Gregg. If you love dogs, why are you promoting dogs that men breed to kill one another and are helping to keep them on the streets? And you weren't the only one who feels adverse to these particular animals. They are strong, they can be a nuisance, and they can be aggressive. But there's a growing group of capable people who are working on stopping that sort of breeding and on training that fighting tendency out of the dogs. Just like every person, every dog is an individual. I see. Giblo. Giblo. Yasso, Yastrena. Yasso, Yastrena. Fusera. Yasso. Fusera. One thing last week that I didn't tell you about the dog trainer, Larry Hill of puppy imprinters is that he has a very unusual dog named Ryder. You speak in German? We speak German, we speak French, we speak a little bit of Spanish. Down. Ryder is a pit bull and he comes from fighting stock. Mr. Hill though has trained his dog out of this natural drive to fight since Ryder was a puppy six weeks old. He's older now, but you'll get a chance to see some of the stuff he can do. You know, he's, he's, he's really amazing. We've done everything with him from personal protection work to uh, basically uh, we could do therapy work with him, with kids. Uh, we go into like the junior high schools and the middle schools around L.A. talking to the kids about their uh, relationship and teaching them about being a responsible pet owner, and we get all kinds of good response. There we go. Ryder was once a black dog. Now he's gray. That dog won't move until Larry Hill tells him what to do. This dog done done everything. He lays there and he watches everything. his owner. I mean, look, I'm, I'm serious. I tell him, I tell him, I put him on guard. You can't touch him. After touching him. 
I let you walk him around the park, give him back to me. I put the word in. You won't touch him. Larry has him. He can jump directly on top of a mailbox. From a sit corner, from a sit position, on top of the mailbox. And then like Larry a cat. This and made him count five. Mr. Hill is fond of saying to his students, "All you pit bull owners, you have to work twice as hard to socialize your dogs." Well, we all know why. And Ryder is socialized. Quiet. Sit. I want to count. Wait. Let me let me tell you first. Wait. Hey. 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 Sit. I want to count. Can I give you the number first? How many? No. Wait. Sit. Remember Petey from the Little Rascals? Spanky's dog with a black ring around his eye? Petey, he was a pit bull too. This is Here in the City. I'm Sarah Harris, and I am here with... Hello, my name is Matt James. And Clea. And your dogs are behind the kitchen door. uh, Three and a half pit bulls have come running in here and want to say hello a lot. (laughs) It was cute when they're little, but now Boris is 85 pounds, and Sasha's 60, and Lily's uh, 40, and Pearl doesn't talk about her weight. The name of the breed just isn't a very good name. (laughs) It'd be great to change the name of the breed. They're cuddlers, they're snorers, they're, you know, they're, they're grunt and groan with pleasure when you play with them. They're good with my, my son. Um, You know, they're wonderful dogs. They guard you. They, they're full of love. They wake up in the morning, they go outside, they wrestle, they come inside, they wrestle, they wrestle, they eat, they wrestle, then they sleep until they wake up and wrestle. <laughs> oh, once they're in bed, uh, yeah, they're in the bed with us, all three of them. I hear them. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally so ready to meet them. Put this chair up higher and sit in here so we can, because they will jump. Hello! Hello, beautiful. Hello. It's okay. Shh. Uh, at this point, Boris, the 85-pound dog, takes a chunk out of my microphone. He thinks it's a toy, and his parents have a collection of things that the dog ate. But their hearts are in the right place, and they continue to try to help deal with the overpopulation problem from their own backyard and from their computers. Well, on Facebook once, I just posted a comment, a status update was, what do you feel about pit bulls? And we got over 150 uh, comments on it. Well, I think overall on that Facebook thread, it was 95% pit bull positive. And there are a lot of rescues that use the web also as like social networking yeah, as a really good way to outreach. We we're talking about that. It's a it's a big issue at the moment. I mean, we were discussing this because um, 
the rescues do amazing work. They, you know, a lot of volunteers go out and shoot uh, short videos of the animals, which I think is really fantastic and helpful because just a static photo doesn't always capture, you know, the animal, but you get a little bit of a sense, even though they're in a horrible, horrible environment. So people um, who sometimes aren't even involved with a specific shelter, their thing is to go out and make little video clips of the dogs and post them, the ones that are urgent. Then there's the, the actual rescue organizations that have Facebook pages. Then there's just networkers who repost and share with everyone they can think of. And between all that, it's like this working, organic, you know, um, network of people that end up rescuing a lot of dogs. And you get people from all over the place. He can't look at the posts a lot of times when they say, you know, this one's urgent or this one's injured. Um, and but I see them. I mean, that's why we have Lily now. But the thing that's happening now is Facebook is, is wanting to, uh, people to sponsor their posts in order to reach their full capacity of uh, likes or members or friends or whatever. They're being treated like corporations or big companies where they don't have any money. Nobody has any money. But they're, like, I'm being asked $7 a post. But this is a pit bull organization or a chihuahua organization, whichever dog rescue are now being, you know, if they want the networking to work, they have to pay for it. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. 93.7 FM in San Diego and 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive and a podcast of our shows is at Here in the City, that's H E A R in the City.org. And at KPFK.org, you can like us on Facebook if you like. And visit us at our website, Here in the City.org. And follow us on Twitter. For the rest of the show, we're focusing on air. The air we breathe, the air where birds take flight, the air the police use to lord over us with helicopters, the air we launch up into when we travel by airplane. Let's start in Mexico City. In the past few decades, this city has more often than not had the dubious distinguishment of being home to the dirtiest air in the Americas, even dirtier than Los Angeles. At last count, the population of the metropolitan zone of the Valley of Mexico topped 21 million. And as in most cities, more people means more cars. Even though this city does have a fabulous and extensive subway system, the fact that Mexico City sits in a valley over a mile above sea level and is ringed by mountains does not help the air quality situation much. But in the past several years, the city has made tremendous strides in getting more people out of cars and into fast lane clean emissions buses called the Metrobus and onto bright red shared bicycles. This month, Mexico City was recognized by the Clean Air Institute in Washington, D.C., for its progress in sustainable transport. 
Now, if any of you have ever visited Mexico City or lived there like I have, the idea that Mexico City, El DF, El Defectoso, would be recognized for clean air is pretty spectacular. Riding on a bicycle in Mexico City, just like Los Angeles, is not for the faint of heart. From the Eco BC station at Paseo de la Reforma in Mexico City, photographer Canon Bernaldez sent us this audio postcard. She's been using the shared bicycles since the program started five years ago. Okay, este, yo soy Hortensia Guzmán. Yo trabajo en una oficina bancaria y bueno, este programa que han implementado eh, creo que es eh, bueno porque nos ha facilitado a muchos el, el transportarse sin problema vehicular, sin problema de tráfico y creo que es una muy buena alternativa a la que está poniendo el gobierno de la Ciudad de México. Ojalá que se sigan expandiendo porque hay varias zonas en donde la requieren. ¿Desde cuándo la usa la ecobici? Hace dos años, tres años. ¿Y la usa también para transportarse a su trabajo? Eh, ocasionalmente sí, cuando las cuestiones de tráfico están muy pesadas, sí. ¿Y qué opina sobre el premio que acaba de recibir? Bueno, me parece, me parece bien, aunque necesitan eh, reforzar eh, la seguridad de los ciclistas porque en muchas ocasiones no los respetan y bueno, pues ha habido una serie de accidentes o situaciones no gratas, pero en general, pues yo los felicito, la verdad, ojalá que sigan implementando programas como estos. Muchas gracias. De nada. ¿Cuál es tu nombre? ¿A qué te dedicas? Alejandra Núñez, trabajo en Walmart. Y que el programa de Covici, junto con el Metrobús, acaba de ganar un premio de susten eh, transporte sustentable. ¿Qué opinas de ello? La verdad está muy bien, creo que deberían de ampliarlo a otras zonas y tener más educación. Eh, el tránsito vehicular creo que aún no se acostumbra a convivir con las bicicletas, pero creo que deberíamos de ampliarlo a otras zonas. ¿Desde cuándo usas el programa de Covici? Hace año y medio. ¿Y este, lo usas para transportarte a tu trabajo? No, todavía no llega a donde trabajo. Okay. Muchas gracias. The same year that Mexico City launched its EcoBC program, a group of audio artists from around the world were invited to share their meditations on the natural world in the urban space for a special floating radio station on the Staten Island Ferry. The FM Ferry experiment lasted for one week, and on every trip that the ferry made across the Hudson River, you would listen to voices and sounds from urban spaces around the world. So, for the next three episodes of Here in the City, we're going to share with you a trio of radio poetry that were in many ways the seed for our program, Mapping the City Through Sound. The poems are called Air, Water, Earth. And they come from yours truly, from poet and radio journalist Adolfo Guzman Lopez, and today's poem that you're about to hear from self-proclaimed food policy wonk and artist Claire Fox. Air. 
magic, smoke, sage, sweat lodge, elders, forest, wisdom, medicine, healing, forgiveness, wind, cooling, cleansing, forceful, hurricane, pummel, lift, caress, face, whip, rattle, whistle, spirit, life, sustenance, ancestors, ghosts, mirages, spectacles, circus. Claire interviewed passers-by in MacArthur Park after the 2007 May Day Parade when the police cracked down on marchers, organizers, and journalists and were assisted in great part from the air by LAPD helicopters. En las cosas que vuelan, vuelan. Pues Pienso en las aves, en los aviones, porque vuelan, ¿no? lógicamente. El aire, que no se mira, pero se siente. Y el aire es lo que nos da vida. Justamente sin el aire nosotros no seríamos nada. The air is what gives us life. Los árboles son los que lo generan, pienso yo, ¿no? Y eso agre hace agradable la vida para el ser humano. It's what makes life good for human beings. En las cosas que vuelan, vuelan. En las cosas que vuelan, vuelan. En las cosas que vuelan, vuelan. Yo salí de, de México para aquí. Y una sensación que yo sentí fuera de lo común, no normal, ¿eh? Porque estando en tierra, en el aire, es diferente. Sientes al principio como la altura. Porque estás subiendo a una altura que no está, tienes la costumbre. Sientes momentáneamente que se te tapan los oídos, pero al rato de unos 10 minutos sientes normal y sientes una sensación agradable, miras para abajo, observas las montañas y dices, wow, estoy aquí, estoy soñando porque no es normal, ¿no? Para mí no es normal. Al haberse inventado aparatos que puedan llevar gente, viajar de un país a otro mediante la altura, es una sensación que se siente desconocida para la gente. No es normal, pero a la vez agradable. Agradable por el hecho de estar volando como un ave. ¡Wow! La impresión tuya fue que el aparato no se vaya a deslizar rápidamente y caigamos de pico, ¿no? Quedé tan feliz al viajar y llegar a tierra, lógicamente, sentir la agradable sensación de pisar de nuevo la tierra. ¿eh? 
not the same to be above as below. En el aire parecía que todo quedó allá, pero ya al bajar empezaba de nuevo la vida normal para mí. Why do I say normal? ¿Por qué digo normal? Porque en la tierra voy donde yo quiero sin depender de una persona que me esté conduciendo o llevándome a dicho lugar, pero en el aire no. Ellos deciden por mí. Es frustrante a la vez, como emocionante por lo que uno siente estando, como se dice, arriba en el aire. vuelan. Wow. En las cosas que vuelan. Viajar de un país a otro mediante la altura. En las cosas que vuelan. Wow. It's frustrating and exciting. Es que no es igual estar arriba que abajo. Arriba no dominamos nada nosotros. Todo puede pasar de un momento a otro. Así como estamos allá, puede ser que una corriente de aire le haga daño al avión y caigamos. Y ahí queda todo, sin tener que contar la experiencia. Por eso yo digo, es mejor estar en la tierra que en el aire, <risa> digo yo. It's beautiful to fly like a bird. Frustrating and exciting. The reading of the English translation that you heard in Claire's piece is the voice of writer Seshu Foster, who's the author of City Terrace Field Manual and the Atomic Aztec, where the earth and the air and the water all meet, is where we are headed next. Can I ask you a question? Uh -huh. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I, I host a radio show called Here in the City on KPFK, and I was wondering if I could talk to you about your birds. Okay. okay. What's your name? My name's Howard. Howard, what's your last name? Kaminsky. <laughs> the Birdman of Santa Monica Pier. So. Goldie, leave her glasses. Oh my goodness. Turn and look at her, she loves lipstick. Oh, I can't believe you let her do that. She likes hair too, so you're My hair's like rough. She likes rough hair. <laughs> what is that? Leave it, Goldie. What does that feel like? No, it's just I have a parrot, but mine's just a biter. It's an African gray. She's a biter though, so never had these kind of parrots, but how about a baby? And what do you have on your shoulder? Uh, blue and gold macaw. She's six years old. Her name is Goldie. Stay out of my ear. She looks like she's in love with you. She loves everyone. You know what? She, she, she will bite me when she's not ready to come back from people that I put her on here on, on the pier. She loves men. Anyone that wants to kiss on her. She just loves being kissed on. <laughs> How do you train them to I be so... I get them so as babies and I put them on babies. That's the trick. Keep them friendly by putting them on people every single day. Well, not every day, but four or five days a week. 
And where does your love for birds come from? When I was 12, I started to get my first bird. And um, it went from there. Uh, I started decorating my house with wild, wild <laughs> bird pictures and statues. And I moved into a new house with my wife just now. And not one bird picture on the wall. I'm so upset. My wife won't let me put bird pictures up anymore. Can you introduce us to the rest of them here? Well, we got an African gray here. Her name is Gracie. She's about 17 months old. Um, my oldest here is Sunny. She's 15 years old. She can literally climb fingers on, on an infant. Violet here is the star right now. She's only 13 months old. She lays on her back. I can throw her from hand to hand. I can throw her up in the air as high as I can throw her and she'll come down landing on my finger. And she goes on infants without worrying with, and they can grab her and squeeze her and hug her and she don't give one iota about it. I saw a little, a two-year-old girl in a stroller holding her like she was a little puppy or a little baby well, doll. Well, she is a baby doll and she, and she acts just like she is a baby doll so I mean she's beautiful she's, my wife asked me thir uh, um, about two years ago to find her a purple bird well I looked up on the internet and looked on purple parrots and I've only found three of them in the whole world that had any kind of purple on it one of them was a lilac crown one was a, like a king parrot and you can't get that one in the United States and the eclectus which happens to have mostly blue but a total underside of purple. Beautiful. Most of these birds are named Rosie or something to do with the ruby or... I named the bird Violet because that's what I was trying to get. It was a purple bird and her whole entire belly is just a fluorescent purple. Wow. Where do you meet your birds? Where do you find I got her, I found her um, in a magazine called Bird Talk. Um, in the back of the magazine there's a, all kinds of breeders. And... Um, they uh, post, you know, they have advertisements, you know, like the bird store that I got it from in Palm Desert. It just keeps an ad in it all year round. So I called him and I said, I want a, a, a female eclectus because the male of this species happens to be green. Oh. Okay, so I want a female eclectus. Um, he goes, well, you know, I have an egg right now, but I don't know what it is. You know, I won't know until two months after it hatches till it gets its coloring. Because when they're born, on the eclectus, they have an underside of black feathers. So she was born here in, in, in California? In Palm Desert. All these birds were born in, well, that one's born in Las Vegas. But everybody else born in California. And how do they learn to talk? Talking to them. Just repetitive. Hello, hello. Everybody out here, the birds continuing to do it. Just repetitive. I taught Sunny over 40 words. She could say, how are you? I love you. But everybody else... <laughs> Hello, hi, hey babe, and um, Goldie can say pretty wings. She's a macaw? The blue and gold macaw, yes, the Goldie. Why is she so loud compared to the rest of them? Um, just, there's her pretty wings. Hey, you don't like other people to be paid attention to. Says pretty wings and puts her wings up at the same time. She wants to show off. She's she does show off. She tries to get attention. Pretty wings, Goldie. What would you say is the one thing that you really love most about your birds? The affection I get from them. 
I mean, you know, sunny. They're all they're all eyes on you right now. They're clearly in love with you. They don't like that you're talking to me and ignoring them. Look at they're all staring at oh, me. They, they want attention. They want your attention. <laughs> oh, Mr. Kaminsky, thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a nice day. Who's going to say something? And that's it for here Mommy. in the city today. Mommy. Special thanks to Mommy. Jesse Lerner, Matt Perez, Alvaro Parra, Luis Sierra Campos, Tandises Weishimurenga, Sabiha Khan, Albert Chacon, Rachel Salmon, Will Coley, Holly Harper, and to you, our listeners. We will be back next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape. Until then, you can find us on the web at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the City dot org. I'm Sarah Harris. Signing off. So yeah, ping on. When you go in and out, may you have peace and level and safe. Be safe. Peace.